Recorded live in the Phantasmo Lounge, high atop the Craig Garrison building in beautiful Midtown, Portsmouth, Virginia. It's Phantasmo After Dark with your host, Rob Floyd, and co-host, Clayton Sayre. Tonight's topic, Planet of the Apes, the TV series. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the old podcast here. Hey, Clayton. Hey, uh, I'm sort of at a loss. Yes, sir. Planet, Planet of the Apes was that a an actual thing? A planet where apes evolved. From <laughs> Somehow, I slept during the seventies and didn't didn't <laughs> see this. <laughs> oh, I think you've seen an episode or two, sir. Oh yes, yes I have. <laughs> oh man, well let's knock it right out of the you know let's get this out of the way right off the bat. We love Planet of the Apes. God knows. We we did a two-parter a couple years ago on the movie series. And the TV series is is the basic fugitive formula that, what, a dozen or so other series or more have done over the years. Exactly. Where you've got a couple of guys and an ape, uh, fugitives on the run from the law, and they go from town to town each week having adventures. That's, That's the basic right. plot of the show. <laughs> Unlike the movies, <laughs> but the series itself, it did have some social commentary too. Like you know, kind of like the movies did a little, a little more in your face maybe than the movies were. But yeah, not, not as subtle. Yeah, not as <laughs> it wasn't in your face, but it wasn't as subtle. That's right. Yeah, right. But yeah, and of course, you know, it can't be Planet of the Apes without Roddy McDowell. Without Roddy McDowell, that was their ace in the hole. Yeah is to have snagged Roddy for this. Yeah. yeah. I don't, you know, it probably, not that it was successful. I mean, it was, you know, it wasn't that successful because the low ratings is what canceled it after, what, 14 weeks or so? Right. Well, it it started really well. Yeah. But then it, it, uh, it sank really quick. Mm -hmm. That, that was the, well, didn't the they keep switching the nights or something? And they put well, it, it was, up, put it up against it, like six million dollar man or something like that. Well, it was on Friday nights, and it was partially up against six million dollar man. The big thing I think was it was against Sanford and Son. Oh, yeah, which killed it. Yeah, and it was know. a kid show, so the adults yeah. in the house get to choose what the the kids watch. That's right. That's <laughs> right. With one TV and only three channels, yeah, you watched whatever your parents watched. That's right. That's why I saw a lot of Hee Haw growing up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and and truth be told, I mean both of us were watching uh, uh we're watching Sanford too. So yeah. it's not yeah. you, well, know, you know, I now, mean the thing is it was you say it was on Friday nights. That was where you mm -hmm. lived. For some yeah, reason uh, when I, think, I grew up it was Friday nights uh 8:30. For some reason I want to say it was on Tuesdays around here. Hmm. And I I could be wrong. And maybe I'm thinking of Spider-Man or something, you know, that was on back then. Because they were on about the same time, you know? Yeah. And I knew wherever we were, I had to get home so I could watch Spider-Man or watch Apes. That's right. <laughs> but, you know, but going back to Roddy, though, you're right. Roddy was the hook. If they didn't get him, who knows if it would even got off the ground. Oh, yeah. And I always wonder what, um, you know, after after doing the movies and everything. Yeah. Um, and Roddy was never wanting for work. Oh, God, no. So. It's always kind of interesting that that he did it, but he did it for the part. And he always said that he considered Galen to be his favorite ape's part. Yeah, because there was so much, uh, so much to do, and so so many places to go with with Galen that you couldn't do with Caesar. And uh, yeah, well, and, you, you uh, got to certainly Cornelius. Yeah, each ape he played in the films, he played Caesar and he played Cornelius, and they had what hour and a half each film right to tell a story and and share that with zira you yeah. know so they certainly with uh with you know the most you get to see development of a character is probably cornelius in escape yeah exactly exactly and in this if it was going to be a long a series that went on for more than a year or so you know it's the long haul you had a half hour or an hour, what was it, a half hour or an hour show? 
half hour. You had a half hour once right? a week. No, no, it's an hour. It's, it's an, an hour? hour. Okay. I'm so sorry. you had an hour once a week all year long to slowly develop a character. And the character actually did grow in the short oh, time yeah. that we saw him. He did really grow and change and had a couple nice bits in some of those episodes. Oh, yeah. I mean, we have talked about the scenes where where he sort of snaps on... Oh, on Verdon. On Verdon. And he, um, you know, he's uh, he went from very naive and really someone that probably would have been easily controlled in Ape City. Yeah, yeah. Um, to very independent. Yeah. Came into his own, and even as a, uh, not so much a strategist, but as as part of the, the team, making the plan on what they were going to do and carrying right. it out. And, you know, becoming a different ape for different situations. Taking right. on a different disguise, more or less. And understanding the, the bigger picture of, of what was really going on on this planet that yeah. he had he had no knowledge of previous to getting this assignment. Yeah, yeah, because it starts out, he's, uh, the first episode, he's going to apply to be Zapes, uh, Zapes. <laughs> going to apply to be Zaya's assistant. Assistant, right. And he has his family, what is his father or, or uncle or somebody knew Zayas. and So he had family in the political machine, more or less. Right. And he was just going to, you know, get a Joe job, more or less, being, and get into the system that he was already a part of. And then he meets the, the astronauts, who are completely different from any other human he's ever seen. And, you know, he has different ideas about, like you say, what society is and what everything he's known. And even right. Zayas feeds him a little bit of information he's never heard before. More than ten years ago, another such ship landed. Humans. They said they were from this world, but from another time period, long ago. You know, I've, I've heard stories like that, but I always thought they were stories. I never believed that it really happened. Yes, that's all, but that's what we wanted everyone to think. And uh, then in trying to find out more, to learn more, he wants to learn, to learn more. So in trying to learn more, he ends up helping the humans escape and tussling with a gorilla, and a gun goes off, and the gorilla gets shot. So now he's, Galen, is wanted for murder of another ape. Exactly. And, and therein we have the, the uh, <laughs> basically, the, the what happens at the end of the first episode to set up the series. Yeah. But that throws his whole world into disarray. So from right. then on, he's trying to make sense of it all and wanting to learn more. Roddy was right, I think, in this in this ape character being the most enjoyable to play. Because it really did give him a lot to work with. It's a shame it didn't go on longer. Who you know. Yeah, it would have it would have been interesting to see what would have happened. You know, th this is an artifact of, of its time. Yeah. Everything from the casting to the to the writing to you know the budget for a TV show yeah, um, and everything is just, you know, there were no chances taken. It's a very safe yeah, show. And it's, you know, compared to what we have today and stuff, it's very much a, a 70s TV show. Oh, yeah. Um, so when you go back and watch it, you know, that's, that's the grounds you have to enjoy it on. Oh, yeah. When it, it has all the charm of a, of a 70s TV show. You know, oh yeah, a genre TV show from the seventies like that, like any right. of those. So you know, we love you know <laughs> seeing all these these character actors that that come through the show. Oh yeah, and man, there were you a know, ton of them, tons of them. Here you go, just to name a few. And these were people who mainly they played apes, but some of them played were humans in the in the roles. Uh, John Hoyt, Jacqueline Scott, Martin Brooks, Norman Alden. Roscoe Lee Brown, uh, Beverly Garland, John Ireland, Sandra Locke, even. Uh, yeah. William Smith, Morgan Woodward, uh, Jack Earl Haley, Dr. Shrinker, Jay Robinson. Oh, yeah. Tom uh, Troop. Tom yeah. Troop. Yeah. Richard Devon, David Naughton, Mark Singer, and Norman Burton. 
and oh, and and Bobby Porter. And Bobby Porter, of course, he was in one of the movies. He was in uh, in Battle. And and Norman Burton. Norman Burton was in the original as the hunt leader. Mm-hmm. And who else? Oh, Woodrow Parfy. Oh yeah, that's was right. in the yeah. original as as Maximus. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there was anybody else that. But it's kind of cool that most of these actors, a handful of them, were old Hollywood. Yes. Actors. And the other half were genre actors who just, you know, went from, you know, science fiction show to action show to apes to, you know, went back and forth to all these genre type shows like this. Uh, It was like that was their bread and butter, you know, and it was cool to see them show up. I always thought that when they hired um, writers for this show, that's who they hired. And it's a pity they didn't try to get any actual sci-fi because I think um, some sci-fi writers would have put more content. Oh, yeah, you're talking about they just got TV basic TV writers. They got more. basic TV yeah. writers. And, and if you look at the, the people they used for the episodes, that's exactly who they are. They are, yeah. you know, those kinds of people. But if they the people got... that directed it were all TV yeah. people, you know, no real sci-fi backgrounds. Yeah. Now, as far as production, though, you had a great, uh, a great little theme music by. Uh, oh, Lalo Schifrin, right? Lalo Schifrin. Oh, yeah, and, it's a uh, great, yeah, it's a great theme for it. I mean, it and it it fits in with the, with the uh, the movie's theme. You know, oh, it, yeah. it almost plays yeah. off of that a little bit. <laughs> I, I always liked that theme. And of course, if we're going to mention the theme, we have to mention the the exquisite, the exquisite Jeff Wayne ape shuffle rendition wait, wait, of... Wait a minute. That was Jeff Wayne? Jeff Wayne. Holy yes, That was crap. the Jeff Wayne space shuttle, you know, but it was Jeff Wayne that did the, the ape shuffle. Wow. The same and guy that is... did the War of the Worlds. Yeah, did the War of the Worlds. Holy crap. Uh, and it is a thing of beauty. Oh, if, if well. Any of you out there have not sought <laughs> this out, go right to YouTube, look up Jeff Wayne, Ape Shuffle. Oh, I think we'll hear a little bit of it in just and a second. And enjoy, here. enjoy. <laughs> Another thing. <laughs> wow. That? As long as we've known about that, I did not know that was Jeff Wayne. Yes. Man. Jeff Wayne was um, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the, um, uh, of course the makeup was Dan Streepak, who was, who went on to be Tom Hanks, personal makeup artist. Oh, wow. Through all his movies. Yeah. yeah. He was, um, well, he's done a lot. Um, yeah, he's done a lot. I think work. when, when Street Pack passed away, Hanks gave like a really nice kind of, uh, eulogy mm-hmm. for him. And, uh, then, uh, one other person, Jerry Finnerman. Yeah. Was the cinematographer. Okay. And he was the cinematographer that is best remembered for, the original Star Trek uh, oh. first and second season with all the, the beautiful lighting that we've, that we've loved. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, um, that was Jerry Finnerman and he did, uh, he did the ape series too. That's cool. You know, there were, there were a couple of episodes where it had some really interesting camera work that wasn't typical of, of just, you know, episodic TV. Right. You know that that did stand out. That was kind of cool. I can't remember the episode now off the top of my head, but there was one or two that I was watching. I went. Over, I was rewatching this a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, "Hmm, that's that's different." You know, that's oh, yeah. not what I expected to yeah. see. And, and it, uh, it was yeah, it's really kind of cool. It's, yeah, it's good that they got him for that. Oh yeah, we've got some other folks. Uh, let's. I guess we should talk about the two leads. <laughs> oh well, yeah. I mean, because they were, you know. They were the the stars of the show. Well, the, well, them and Roddy. It was the three of them. Yeah, it was uh, Ron Harper as Alan Verdon, mm-hmm. and Naughton. Which Naughton? Uh, all I can think of is David Naughton. <laughs> James. James. James Naughton. James Naughton as Peter yeah. Burke. 
Yes. The astronauts. Yes. And we talked about this before. They had a pretty good chemistry. You know, they were believable as, as a couple guys who'd worked together and in each other a while. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the I thought the chemistry between the three, between them yeah. and Roddy, was was something uh, a good balance. You have a hothead, which is uh, Burke. Yeah. And then you have a a very even tempered family man, um, family man, and the um, probably the more science oriented, yeah, of them, who's the commander, yeah. Although Burke was the more practical, most of the time, um, yeah, yeah. He was he was impulsive, but just a practical kind of a thinker. Yeah. Whereas as Burden was kind of the 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 heart optimistic the conscience. Yeah, and he was the more optimistic, yeah. and then, um, yeah. Well, they they were the Gage and DeSoto of uh, the future. That's right, <laughs> of the apes. <laughs> of the Gage apes. and DeSoto of the apes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we had two other regulars. Oh, um, yeah, you got to talk about that. Okay, Booth Coleman. As Zayas. As Zayas, another Shakespearean actor. Yeah, uh, the like, great voice. Like Maurice Evans, good voice. Not the same character, no, as the TV show because the TV show takes place on the the West Coast, yeah, and the movies took place on the East Coast, yeah, and, but, um, and the movies. Well, the Doctor Zaya's Maurice Evans is in Planet and Escape, and then or Beneath, know, um, Planet and Beneath. I'm sorry, Planet and Beneath, <laughs> and then you go through the next couple of movies, and by the time Battle gets here. It's changed the future of the way apes and humans interact. And this right. takes place, the series takes place years after battle. So they've either created a divergent timeline or just changed the future the way. So it's not the same. Whereas Maurice Evans Zayas was the chief defender of the faith and sciences. Booth Coleman Zayas is more of a, a politician and the governor of Ape City or whatever. Yeah, of Ape City, yeah. But he's a cool character. He it's I, yeah, he I, knows I like he the knows character. the score. It's he's the same in the fact that he knows the score about humans and and the past and apes and he w- won't let anybody else know the truth because he thinks right. it'll just destroy the hierarchy the, they've they've got. Yeah, the balance that they have. One thing with him is he doesn't have the attitude that they have to be wiped out. Yeah. Like Zayas from the movies. Yeah. You know, is very much that they they need to be exterminated. Because in this time period, they do have a a tenuous relationship with the humans. Yeah. It's it's Urko um, that thinks they need to be wiped out. Yeah, so the person that that takes over all the hatred is, is, uh, Urko. Yeah. Oh, and before we get on to Urko, another difference is in the movies, it's Dr. Zayas. And in the TV show, it's just Zayas. Right. Counselor Zayas. Yeah. Counselor they Zayas. Even, they never call yeah, him Dr. Zayas. Zayas. Yeah. That's, that's true. Now, Urko played by Mark Leonard. Yes. Of, uh, he originally in the original script was supposed to be Ursus. Oh, in fact, that's probably why he has the helmet as yeah. kind of a holdover. And then, you know, but the TV show was was the the original pilot was was quite different and, and yeah. things like that. But uh, but he was Ursus and and basically the same the same character. Other than that, you know, he if anything, he has. I had seen that. Well, you sent me that that interview with Mark Leonard, and uh, where he said that. You know, he was told that um, he would probably be the most dynamic character on the show. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, I would agree with that. I, I think he is. And, and he probably, along with Roddy, had the biggest chance to grow as a character. Yeah. Yeah, he, he had the, the chance to, but they never let him that much. There was a no. couple of instances, but they kept him reverting back to the humans must be wiped out 
Right. You know, it's like the well, the big one is in the the trap episode, the episode that everybody right. knows, where Burke and Urko fall into the sinkhole in the into the subway. Right. And they get trapped down there. Though the you know the building falls on top of the hole. And they have to try to work together to get out. It's the only way they're going to get. First, they start fighting because Urko just wants to try to kill him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Bert convinces him, look, the only way you're going to get out of here is if we both work together to get out. So they grudgingly work together, and then Urko sees the posters on the wall and sees the one about the gorilla in the cage at the zoo, and the humans stand there pointing and laughing and looking at him. So he realizes that. At that point, you know, it's all true. Yeah, but he, that they were there. Yeah, but he doesn't want to believe it or can't believe it. Right. It's too, you know, but I think what would happen, over, you know, what I always thought would have happened over the course of the show would, that would keep nagging at him. Yeah. You know, that'd be that thing that, you know, for his people and stuff, he knows what has to happen. Yeah. But, you know, there's still that possibility that... uh well, the, something, the mistake they made you know. with that episode for me, and we've talked about this before, is when he comes out well, okay, let's back up a little bit. Verdon and Galen and the other gorillas, same thing. They form a truce to try to rescue their general and right. the other, their friend human, which Norman Alden is the gorilla there, the lieutenant, and you know, he's like, okay, you know, you help us get Urko out, we'll let you go. Or we'll give you a head start or whatever. And once they get Urko out, who's hurt, I get what he got electrocuted. Anyway, he's he's kind of half out of it, and they pull them both out. And then Urko's like, "You know, kill them, kill them." He's about half in and half out. And, and even though they just saved his life, he still wants to see him dead. Oh yeah, and that should have been well the, because. But Norman Alden's gorilla is like, "No, I gave him my word." You know, they, they helped right. us. I gave them my word. They're gone. Which it should have been. Urko should have been. The other gorilla should have been. Okay, let's get him now. And Urko should have said, no. Let him go. I'm, you know, I'm honor, honorable to my word. But I'll get you next time. You know, or something like that. Yeah. And then instead of dropping that picture out of it. Because it fell out of his glove. Norman Alden's character looks at it. And then rips it up and throws it down. He should have kept it. And like you said, that could have been nagging at him. So in another episode, he could have been like looking at it and like just and being... then asked, then asked about it, yeah. and you begin. Yeah, that certainly. I mean, that you know, there was a great all this. Arc. Yeah, but you know, I mean, they only had fourteen episodes that ever got made. So yeah, that's true. Well, you know, how early did they know that? They probably, yeah. I mean, that's that's a good because it wasn't a wrap up episode. No, it just no. stopped. It probably came, <laughs> you know, a couple, you know, because they had ones in in production, yeah, at different stages of production, and then they were probably told, you know, yeah. Now you're talking going back to when you were talking about the writers on the show. Didn't Serling write the original pilot? And a couple of episodes that they didn't use or something like that? Right. He wrote a pilot, and that pilot had... Okay, now you're going to ask me, and I'm going to draw a blank. (laughs) (laughs) It was a little different anyway. It it was different. I I was trying to remember how... Does Galen... Someone still gets shot or something, and Galen gets blamed. Yeah, it it was more intense. Oh, no, no. I remember what it was. One of the astronauts accidentally shoots... Oh, shoots um, Galen. Shoots Galen, and he can't talk. So it's kind of a reverse of yeah. Taylor, who who can't talk. And yeah. then finally, the ape talks, and then they realize, you know, where they are. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Which that would have been interesting. That's a to have it to sort of um, be different like that is is really a cool idea, and it'd be a flip of the yeah of the original. Oh, you know, you're, talk, you're talking about the casting there. Jumping back to that for a second. You know, Franciscus, James Franciscus from uh, Beneath was offered the role of Verdon and turned it down. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And that, I don't know how great, how good that would have played. I mean, you know, now chemistry aside, it's like, okay, Roddy is under the makeup. He can be a different ape. But 
Yeah. That's Brent. You know? <laughs> yeah, that would that would be I think in the course of it that would have been just confusing yeah. to people. Yeah. And another one another Apes alumnus who was offered a role but turned it down was Kim Hunter. Yeah, that's right. She was offered I think it was the, the role Jackie Scott played in the, the Surgeon episode. I think that was the one, because that was the one where Galen, she was like an old flame of Galen's. Right. And there again, that I think that would have been a bad idea, too. I mean, she would have looked different, but, yeah. you know, it's not like you couldn't tell who it was. Oh, the, yeah, the voice. <laughs> so. I mean, it would have been cool to see them together again doing something like that. But... Oh, that yeah, that part would have been, yeah. because their chemistry, you know, would have been oh, yeah. so good. Yeah. But she just didn't want to go through the makeup again. That's the only reason she didn't take it. <laughs> yeah. Which you can't blame her. You know? No. Well, it's like Roddy. You know, he had to go through that makeup every day for shooting. And I don't know if it, if they started out this way or if it just got this way a few episodes. But he stopped doing the makeup on his hands. They made gloves for him. Yeah. And I never really paid attention to it. But when I'm doing some research, it's, apparently it is real noticeable if you're looking at it. But yeah. not, but not looking for it. It's doesn't. It's not glaring, you know. Right. And they had to. But do... that that certainly saved a bunch of time. Oh yeah. During the day, you know, touching yeah. up and and stuff like that. So. Yeah, and that's you know, and Urko wearing gloves most of the time too. Those gauntlet gloves. That yeah. Helped a lot. And Zayas too. Zayas yeah. wears gloves. And oh, you know, that's one thing I like. I really liked about Urko though. You see him in various states of his outfit. You know, yes, because he has yes. the helmet and that collar, and then the instead of a bandolier, he has it on as a belt. Yeah, and then there's times where he doesn't have the helmet; he has the gloves off. He'll have the belt off and have the the tunic jacket unzipped when he's relaxing, like when they're at camp and stuff. Right. So it's right. kind of cool to see different modes of that. You know. Oh, here's something I noticed, and you've probably noticed this before, and I just it didn't hit me. And this has to do with the movie. Though Zaya's Doctor Zaya's in the movies, he has the main outfit and he has the writing outfit, right? Right. There's two different writing outfits in the movies. Yes, one of them has the glyphs going down the sleeves. Yes, and on the shoulders or something, and the other one is just a brown strip down the sleeve, leather down the sleeves, no glyphs. Right, the one from beneath. Yeah, and I never noticed that before. <laughs> I just saw that recently. <laughs> And Booth Coleman's costume is one of Maurice's. Oh yeah, costumes, and of course, parts of of Zayas's is parts of the Ursus outfit. You mean parts? I of mean, Urko of Urko's outfit is parts of the Ursus. So the helmet is, and the well, the, the helmet collar. is, and the gloves are, but the tunic is Aldo's. Right, but the collar is Aldo's. Is Aldo's, but I think even Aldo's is is uh ursus collar hmm. okay i'll have to go back and look at that yeah i mean uh, that would make sense i can't imagine oh, that, yeah. that far into the game they would have made something no. new well and booth coleman talking about the zaya's outfit he does wear the writing outfit in one or two episodes I think. the pilot the pilot when they come out yeah. to the ship yeah and that's another talking so, about the outfits that's something kind of cool about this series you get to see other apes from different towns and different villages it's not like they all shopped at the same tailor. Right. You know? <laughs> right. Some of the farmers have more of, you know, more like the human clothes, where it's that tattered sweater-like material and sashes and stuff like that. And then you get the the prefects in some of the towns of chimps have those collars with the symbols on them. And Oh, and I like the one where they're they're in that fishing town and the prefect yes. has those those metal dolphins insignias yeah. on his shoulders like that is a very cool yeah a little neat touches like that and we've talked about this before years ago when we were talking about in the movies we only see the ones on the east coast in new york right and how the, you got to think if they're all if it's a planet of the apes and they're all over country there's got to be different ape societies and different ways of and you get to see it in the tv show a little bit so that was really right. cool right we say this over and over too. It'd be like if it had what gone on a year or two, how much more would we have been able to see? Oh yeah, that see that would have been, and uh, well, and if they had a budget that yeah. would allow them to, yeah, because that's usually what kills genre shows. 
more than yeah. rate, low ratings is the budget. It's just too expensive to produce week after week after week. You know, of course, the budget was low, so they just reused everything from the movies. Yeah. The and, costumes and that was always reused. unfortunate. The thing that probably killed them budget-wise is the appliances, because they couldn't reuse those. Right. That was the single biggest... Not like uh, not like we do. Budgetary. We do makers. Because <laughs> yeah, we're cheap. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, uh, Got to squeeze it out for a couple of... Yeah. Uh, well, these edges aren't that thin. I can hide this with... <laughs> Some yeah, right. or something. <laughs> but uh yeah it's like i was talking with jackie scott when we had her at the festival you know and that's one thing she was saying is they had to make new appliances they got a new one every day of shooting mm-hmm. and that it was uncomfortable and if you're claustrophobic you wouldn't have liked it <laughs> you <know>? right <laughs> man i wish i would have got a chance to talk with her at length more than oh, just a, yeah. a little bit here and there when she was here but she was sweet though she was really a nice lady you know, I think everybody, because we've, we've had the good fortune to meet a, a handful of people who've been on Apes, the movies oh, yeah. and TV, and they've all been really nice. Yeah, I don't think we've ever had a bad experience no. from anybody. I mean, the big two, our first two, I think it was our first two, we got to, got to meet Chuck Heston. Yeah. And he could not have been nicer. He, you know, as big, I mean, Moses, for God's sake. You know, that's right. And he was just as down to earth. Every everything you hear about him, all the stories about him being a nice guy, it's true. I mean, you know, we experienced it. Yes. And then Roddy, you know, what brief little time, little time we met him that once. It was after a play, right? Yeah. We went to that a, was went uh, at um, a stage door after the show, and he came out and was. You could tell he was tired. Visibly, yeah. he was tired because he'd done a, two shows that day. But man, you know, he stayed there and signed every autograph and took pictures with everybody that was there and didn't look like he was complaining or anything. And no, even at the end, didn't he look around at everybody? You know, everybody get. Oh, yeah. Have we taken care of everyone? Yeah. Okay. Gracious. Yeah. And and most of these people, you know, they they talk about, you know, if they say anything about apes is, you know, Everybody always wants to know about the makeup and and, yeah. and things like that. You and I, we're we're always so talk to me about the costumes. Yeah, you know, the because we things. we've known so much about the the ape stuff, and and now it's you know some of this other stuff. I yeah. would really love to uh, find out. Oh, what now? No, I take I take that back. Chuck wasn't the first one we met. Mark Leonard. Oh yes, <laughs> and that one that was a treat. That that indeed was that that was. I know you because I got to do well. something. Yes, I got to do something. <laughs> I was standing there in awe. Yeah, I just always thought that that was interesting. Yeah. How he just, you know, he well, knew what I was thinking. Yeah. Well, the story, the story, real quick, is we, you and I were at a convention, a Star Trek convention or sci-fi convention, and he was there for Sarak, basically, mm-hmm. and we managed to get into the at the very tail end of his talk. So we didn't hear all of his talk, and he had. But he had the ears. He was talking about the ears, the um, Sarak ears, yeah, the Sarak ears from the TV show, yeah. and how much more detailed they were. Yeah, and he, but he had the apes, the Urco appliance too, and we we're like, Ooh. right, yeah. But we didn't get to hear the talk about it, so we stand in the autograph line, and we go through, and we get, the, we're the last ones in the line, and we get the autographs, and then the appliance is behind him on a table, and you're sitting there, you're staring at it over his shoulder. And what does he say? We, I, I think at first he said, do you want to see that? Yeah, yeah. And we're so like, he, he, yeah. <laughs> he brought it over, yeah, and brought it over and laid it on the table there. And, and we were like close to it, but we wouldn't touch it. Yeah. And we get down and really looking at it. Yeah. And, and he just goes, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like are you are you serious? And you picked it up and put it on your face, man. And put it on. He, oh, why didn't we have you know if we had cell phone cameras back then? Oh yeah, I mean, oh. yeah, that kind of stuff. You just like, oh, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I was, was standing there, just like, I didn't even try it on. I was just looking at you, you trying it on. And I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, that that was just. Yeah, that was one of those times we weren't really starstruck, but we were just taken aback. Like this is so cool. <laughs> yeah, because it was just a uh, you know it was like a cool thing, and yeah. oh, I got to do that. Yeah. And he was cool about it too, you know. And uh, Rob uh, Withrow and I had talked to him one time before, and it was kind of the same thing. It was, uh, you know, we talked to him about apes uh, yeah. instead of, you know, the Star Trek stuff. So they're there. 
really to you know he was he's at these conventions usually to talk about star trek yeah but, uh, so i think he was um he was very surprised that we offered to talk to him about something else. And also at that time, here come the brides. Oh yeah. Was, uh, was being reshown uh-huh. in, uh, in our area. So we even brought up that and he was oh. very surprised. He was like, you've seen that show. <laughs> he goes, yeah, they're showing it. Cause he didn't, I guess he didn't realize that they were really showing it anywhere. Yeah. So <laughs> while we're on the subject of our personal experiences with apes and stuff, we cannot leave out our pilgrimage. Tape City. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> uh, we were fortunate enough a couple years ago to get invited out to California to work on a, a project for a museum display on the Six Million Dollar Man show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Kelly, man, I, I can't thank him enough for bringing us out there to work on that. That was amazing. But we had one day. I mean, we worked from like nine in the morning to midnight or later for what six days. Yeah. But we had one day where we had to run out and do some errands and pick up some supplies, and we took a side trip to the old Fox Ranch in Malibu State Park, where they shot apes. So we got to see the field where the hunt was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most of those are in the um, TV show. In fact, go yeah. ahead, the next location that you were excited about seeing. Oh, well, three I was I equally excited, but one was Caesar's Throne from Battle, where mm-hmm. it's council, we got to climb up there where his throne was and look down on the council area, which is a lot grown over and stuff, but you can still recognize it. The platform where the humans are in the cage and Taylor fights the other human, right? Tries to write his name in the dirt. We got, I mean, that is obvious. That's still there's still the steps are carved into the rock. Yep. And you walk right up the little three or four steps, and you're on that platform, and behind it you see that those mountains, you know. So we yeah. were right there. On that, and then it's plain as day where the uh, Taylor and Dodge and Landon jump in the when they finally find water, and they jump in that lake. There's that gnarled tree where they hung their clothes. It's still there, right? And one of the episodes of the TV show, they stop there and and have a talk. In fact, it's that clip where where Roddy oh, gripes at one of them. Yeah, and. That's right there, oh, right beside that tree. The same, the same. They shot it right there. Yeah. And anybody can go out there anytime. I mean, it's a state park now. Yeah, it's a state park. And they have the spot marked where the hunt was with a plaque. Yeah, they but do the, have that. The other spots, you got to know what you're looking for, but they're right there. You just walk and then right up. You go to on them. up the on up the the mountain. Yeah, um, another forty minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you will come to to where Ape City. Yeah. Which we would have we would have done that day, but it was over eighty degrees, the hottest day that we had been there so far in California, dry, and we had to walk the whole way, and uphill a lot of it. So we were about done after being out there in two hours already, <laughs> walking. Right, right, and I, I mean, granted, I had been there twice yeah. before, and so. you'd been there before already, and come back with some pieces of Ape City too. Oh yes, <laughs> and and shared with friends. That's right. I, I am the proud owner of this uh, piece of actual ape city, proudly displayed amongst the apes collection here. That's right. Now, getting back to the show, which we're still on to the show because a lot of it was shot out there at the same. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I wanted to bring up is, you know, we we talked about the apes. We talked about Galen and Zeus and Urko and then Ursus, Cornelius, Zira. They all had really interesting names, not typical human <laughs> names. You know, even, uh, was it Norman Alden's character was, uh, what, Zika or something? Zika, yeah. Yeah, they all had weird names. And then there's like, you know, there's Aldo, Ursus, Zayas, Cornelius, Galen, Zira, and then the one guorilla soldier, Jason. <laughs> yeah, the, the odd Where thing... Where did that come from? <laughs> the, the odd thing, too, to go with that was something we've talked about yeah which is the um you know they would pick people because of their voice obviously yeah because their voice had to project and yeah but occasionally they would get somebody that their voice really didn't it just didn't fit well typically those were they were guerrilla soldiers that just had like a line right you know because it would be like urko would be we must get the humans go get them and then jason would go well, okay, uh, where are they? What are we going to do? Yeah. You know, 
how are we going to go? Yeah, they, they, <laughs> it didn't sound like a gorilla. You know? Right. And occasionally they would get those people that just kind of go, sir, what should we do? You know, yeah. <laughs> like, the humans have escaped <laughs> again. Yeah. Yeah. They're always escaping. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they do. Like, they what, escape. Stormtroopers? What? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. They run, we chase, this yeah. is all we I mean, do. You know, even the humans, life. even the humans had strange names. Because they didn't call Verdon and Burke, they didn't call them Pete and Alan. They right, called them by right. their last names, which didn't sound like Burke and Verdon isn't a typical name like you would call somebody, you know. Right. Uh, but yeah, this is this is a uh, Gorilla Jason and that's right. <laughs> and this is his friend Skip. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like what would they do if there was a you know just they come upon humans? This is uh, Bob Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Hi, Bob. <laughs> yeah. hey, Bob. Sorry. <laughs> hey, Bob. Could, could resist. Could resist. But, uh, but yeah, they they uh, <laughs> that part. But you know what? What do you name them? Yeah. <laughs> Well, they they just make up some a syllable, a couple syllables, and have a name, you know, or or pick something different, like Cornelius, which is you know is a name, but you hardly ever. Oh hear yeah, it. oh yeah, you know, like or Matthias or something like that would have been, you know, but right, not Steve. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Bob. Yeah, Erko, <laughs> get your gorillas and get Lieutenant Steve to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, get Steve. <laughs> <laughs> there is steve we got to talk about the merchandising with the show oh yeah because that's where the merchant the apes merchandising really kicked in i mean there was a little bit for the movies and mainly it was after battle yeah it was with battle yeah. and because the only um, thing before that was they had the trading cards for the first movie mm-hmm. but other than that i don't think they had the action figures or stuff none of that didn't come out until Battle was released in 73, and the TV show was in, released and started in 74. And Migos was 74. February of 74 is when they unveiled their line. So they were working on it when Battle. Okay, so they were, the prototypes and all, they were getting together when Battle was going on. Yeah. Okay, because so, when, the, when the show came out, of course, they exploded with the trading cards, the Migo oh, figures. Most of the other toys, the HI different toys and stuff they all came out with yeah. that and there was tons of stuff trash cans and little and rack toys and oh you name it they slapped belt buckles. The yeah <laughs> we talk about the the migos came out with battle and with the show but they did have cornelius and zero in the migos and they just yeah, repackaged the first, cornelius the first group, as galen right the first group was the the first movie yeah, Cornelius Zero. Because it was Cornelius Zero, Zayas. Cornelius Zero, Zayas, Astronaut. And a Soldier 8. And Soldier 8. And then they the, added... the movies. And then it's not until the TV show yeah. that they add everybody else. Ursus. No, they added um, Urko and Ursus and Burke, Verdon, and then repackaged Cornelius as Galen. Right. Okay. Because Urko is... I mean, Ursus is with the helmet. That's that's how yeah. they, you know, although sometimes they got him mixed up. And Urko actually does not have a helmet. No, the Urko Migo <laughs> is really Aldo. <laughs> yes. And then Verdon and Burke and, and, yeah. uh, and Galen, which is, like you said, just Cornelius. <laughs> yeah. They didn't even bother redoing that little piece in the middle. They could have at least made a different little piece. Yeah, and... it's the same exact figure. They just put a different package. Yeah, so Slightly. it didn't have the glyph on it, and and the same thing with Zayas. They did the same thing because Zayas was yeah. And the Zayas figure actually, even though the color of the outfit's wrong, it's the riding outfit. It's yes. not the main outfit, yes. which is weird in a way. And uh, now a big thing that happened with so many of the toys. I mean, at least Mego, their colors are fairly close. Yeah, all the other toys seem to follow the adder model box art which yeah. was Zayas is in blue and and Cornelius is in brown yeah very odd things but uh they always talk about I, I always kind of am I right they always talk about um Star Wars being the big merchandise thing and it's like 
Um, yeah, really? You know, the number one toy before that 20th century, I mean, it was a universal toy, and that was $6 million Man. Yeah. Uh, was a couple of years as the number one toy. Yeah. The Apes line was huge. I mean, just the Apes merchandise. Oh, yeah. It's machine. A lot of lower end stuff. Yeah. Granted, well, I, but, think, I think what it, what they mean by that is it where it exploded into a major came an entity of its own. Where in the past it was, I mean, apes. You're definitely right about that. Apes was huge and was a precursor to that. But you look back at '66 Batman and Green Hornet. I'm still seeing merchandise that I'd never seen before. Right, those, especially Green Hornet. That was only on a season, and right. man, there was exactly. so much merchandise for that. Why? You know, why did they make that much merchandise, put it, put it on everything, and it didn't, it wasn't even out of season? Batman, I can understand, because Batmania at the time, right. they put Batman on everything, too. And you don't see that kind of merchandising. And we've talked about this before. When we, Phyllis and I did the podcast on the Black Hole, there's hardly any merchandising out for that. And that was supposed to be a big relief well there was there was, some. there was a lot of stuff but it wasn't yeah it wasn't not like to star the degree wars. that yeah. star wars was granted a lot of the star wars merchandise came out after the success right well some of that too was a lot of these companies went with star trek the motion picture thinking it was going to be yeah huge, uh and then got burned yeah so yeah that would be a good collection for somebody i think tony was talking about that at one time thinking about collecting just Star Trek the motion picture stuff because there's not as much of it out there, and some of the stuff that's out there is kind of cool. Uh, there's there's so much of it, but but yes, there there is. Um, instead of just Star Trek in general, you know, just focusing on that one aspect of it, you know. Yeah, just motion picture. There's so much stuff, yeah. but it but it's it's hit and miss. Yeah. There's some really cool things that aren't just toys, but just some other cool things. But yeah. But apes, I mean, you know, we both collect apes stuff, and there's a lot of it out there, but there's not a lot of it. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of little things yeah. here and there. And most but, of it. Yeah, it's, it's not like Star Wars. No. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, but there's a lot of stuff that uh, we have never seen. Too. <laughs> oh yeah, once in a while, once in a while something pops up. I'm like, holy crap, where'd that come from? Like that ape's pillow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and and those bedroom slippers that showed up one time. Yes, you know, not that I want those slippers, but those are kind of cool. Yeah. And all the little just rack toys. Oh yeah, you know, soaps and and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So. I'm on the bo the bootleg stuff is what I really like. Yeah, and like then then just getting into the bootleg. Now, oh oh, now, getting back to the show itself for a minute. Granted, it wasn't, you know, it got canceled. It wasn't as successful as they had hoped it would be, but, and it didn't really get rerun until, what, nineteen eighty Sci-Fi Channel or whatever came in, because there was only 14. Well, 1980s when they repackaged it. I'm, I'm not sure yeah. when they... But they did, yeah, repackaged it. They put two episodes or three episodes together as TV movies. Right. And they would run late night. And um, yeah. They were what life, liber life, liberty, and pursuit on the planet of the apes was one. Was it return? Was that one of them? Well, that was the uh, cartoon, the Saturday morning cartoon. Was I one. mean, not return. Yeah, I, I can't remember. But the, the coolest of... thing about that was in one market somewhere, and the videos are on YouTube. They got Roddy back, right, in the makeup on an older Galen makeup with some gray, a, a fuller beard, and some gray in his hair. And modern technology right. around him, or more modern anyway. Yeah. And reminiscing about when Burke and Verdon, when he met them and their adventures, and he does the wraparound, an opening and a closing to the movie. Right. Which, which I, is, I had never seen before until YouTube came around. Yeah. And the, those that is that is something really, really oh. cool. And he got, again, we talk about his character arc and growth. He got to sink his teeth into it and play Galen a little different, a little yeah. wiser seasoned and all and he does he pulls it off and doesn't he say in one of those that burke and verdon actually did find their way to go yes back home? they found their way back yeah that was yeah, kind of cool say that i'll see if we can find a, a halfway decent quality of that and drop one of those in here allow me to introduce myself my name is galen now i'm so glad you could join me today it is a marvelous story you're going to see i remember this was yesterday 
I'll definitely post a link to them on the Facebook page so people can check them out. Because uh, those were, man, that was one of those finds when I first saw it. I was like, holy crap, why have I never yeah, heard the, of this the before? the fact that they, that they did it, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it shows Roddy's appreciation and love for the part, you know, that he did go back and do that for just for those little things. Oh, yeah. Because he could have yeah, done it. He could have done it as, hi, I'm Roddy McDowell. I played Galen in this, and I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, he could yeah. have done that. But, no, he just said, okay, let's go for it. And, well, money's money. Well, that know. and that too, but you know, he could have done it just, <laughs> he could have done it without a makeup and made money. Yeah, that's true. Man, if, now, if they really wanted him as a, uh, as the, the voice for the show. Yeah. Now, this is still, I think this is, it's still available on DVD, right? Easy to purchase, I would think. The TV Amazon. series. Yeah. The TV series. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it ever came out on Blu ray, but I know it's on And of DVD. course, it's all over, you know, it's all over eBay. Oh as yeah, far as yeah, when, you and, know, and you the YouTube, but you can probably find episodes also. Right? Um, Did you say the YouTube? Yeah, the YouTube that all the kids the, like these days. The, you the know? YouTube, yeah, you know, all the kids are on it. Yeah. Now we didn't before we wrap this up. We I just mentioned the cartoon a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. and talk about the merchandising, the success of the apes. The cartoon came out. When did that come out? Was that before or after the live action show? After. After. So after this series got canceled they did a saturday morning cartoon called return to the planet of the apes and you told me again the colors of the outfits screwed up <laughs> <laughs> was it ursus or urko who was the gorilla general in that i haven't seen that in so long i can't remember hardly isn't it urko okay well, say, say it's urko but he was like an orange and yellow or something right yeah oh yeah, yeah. he was uh he was orange yeah and it followed the same i mean it was a fugitive format but it was three humans yeah. Two guys and a girl, and that limited animation, and I don't know what it lasted. What a season! Oh yeah, just a season. It wasn't all um, that. On the other hand, it's still available, but it's a little pricey on DVD unless yeah. you can find a bootleg of it. But the actual produced discs are a little pricey. That's why I haven't got it yet. <laughs> and, and you know they had what? I think they had thirteen episodes too. Yeah. So, uh, so it wasn't quite a season then, because seasons back then were like 22 episodes, a whole season. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, but I think some of those episodes are on YouTube also. Yeah, and clips of them. Also, it had a cool opening. <laughs> yeah, it did have a cool opening. It had, like, drawings of st- over stills Yeah, a couple of the movies and stuff, so that was kind of cool. And that was a, a filmation. Oh, yeah. Who usually did really good cartoons. Yeah, well, I like I liked the Apes cartoon. It is uh, it's kind of like the book in that uh, it's oh, the Apes had actual technology and stuff. Yeah, they had cars, the, uh, higher vehicles. higher yeah. technology. And in a little bit of trivia, Austin Stoker does the voice of one of the astronauts. Oh yeah, yeah, and he was uh, wasn't he McDonald? McDonald in, in battle. battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, um, apes, they, yeah, they keep coming around. They can't get away from man. Um, yeah, I kind of want to go back and watch a couple of the episodes. Uh, I definitely want to go back and watch the cartoon because, like I said, it's been years since I've seen that. But uh, yeah, you know, there is a character of Brent. Oh yeah, is he one of the astronauts? Yes. Oh, uh, <laughs> that that's kind of odd. He's not the main three. Oh really? He's someone that they meet. Oh, I I do remember that he's in there and then well i don't think they were mutants what were they called huh. is it i don't remember right offhand but anyway they do meet a group of people that are kind of well, i definitely have to go check that out because like i said like it's been mutants, so long since i've you know. seen that but i'll you know i'll post the at least i'll post the intro to it the opening right. on the facebook page so people can get a taste of it maybe want to go check it out themselves and the same thing with the show i'll post the opening to the show and uh, and definitely if, if you don't have the dvds or don't want to get them, check it out on YouTube. I think there might be a couple of full episodes of the show on there. Yeah, there are. And, uh, yeah, the interesting thing is that the uh, return, the cartoon, is sort of uh, an amalgam of the movies and the TV show, because you have characters from both. Yeah. Yeah, so that that's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting how they, you know, reinterpreted each each time they presented it yeah the, each movie is you know slightly different of course the movies it stands to reason because it goes through they go through time and things change exactly but the show of course they had to sh- the show had to be the way it was it couldn't be like the first movie because they'd run out of things to do <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so bringing it off a of battle but then the the cartoon going completely more like the book but having elements from the show in battle where 
all the humans talked and interacted. Right. But yeah, I I thought it, I liked it as a kid. Oh yeah. And by that time, I mean it was like the last thing and then the apes phenomenon was pretty much done. Yeah, run its course. Yeah, and uh because you figure we had spent from from 68 to 75. Yeah. If you were a kid and you followed all this through all that period of time, yeah, that's a pretty good run for a property. Yeah, that is a good run. I mean, for a, you know, where they were constantly trying to push it to keep it going and, and lowering the budget each time. Yeah. It did remain in the public conscience enough and had enough of success for him to keep putting out product anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, and, and that alone is is a quite an accomplishment. Oh, yeah. And the show, like you were saying earlier, for for what it was, for the basic fugitive formula, it was written well, well as it could be for, for just, you know, for standard TV writers and not sci-fi writers that had more of an understanding right. of the property. But it was written well and had some filler episodes, but had some pretty good episodes where they did tackle some, some issues, not as subtle as the movies, like we said, but didn't throw it in your face, but it was blatant is what they were talking about, you know? Right. Whether it was uh, racism, like they had the one, the the apes were the, the Ku Klux Klan, more or less. Right. With the hoods over their faces. And uh, and then the other episode that I thought was really kind of bold for TV at that time, the False God episode, where they had that pyramid or that building they went into. That mm-hmm. had, had the gas was being released from the... Right. That's, that's a pretty good one. I like that. Yeah, one. that was a really interesting episode, too. So yes, definitely. I mean, it's if you have any even a passing interest in Land of the Apes or or you know just period sci-fi shows like you know we love from that time, sixties, right. seventies, eighties, you would enjoy it. Even yeah, even if you weren't real a big Apes fan, yeah, it's worth, enough there to keep you interested. Yeah, it is. It's it's definitely worth a watch, and highly recommend that you do so. Now we can't play the Planet of the Apes game. Because we're already in the planet with everybody that we're talking about. So. That's right. <laughs> so uh, connect uh, James Naughton back. Oh, damn. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Well, the, the other is you just have to go. You can't even do Star Trek because so many people yeah. um, that were in the, the show were in both. Oh, yeah. If you get there's certain things when we do play the Planet of the Apes game, you and I discovered this years ago that. If you connect something back to Star Trek, that's automatically to apes. If you connect it back to Batman, the TV series, is automatically to apes. Right. Because uh, so many people were on those. Oh, that's another so thing. So basically, you got to go Woodrow Parfy to Kevin Bacon. Um. <laughs> but that's another thing. They're talking real quick about how, you know, the, the Batman show, it got to, it was successful quickly and got to be kitschy to where everybody wanted to be on it. All these big name actors wanted to be on it because it was the thing right. to do to be a villain on Batman. Right. It would have been cool to see that on as apes happened as it, if it went on. Cause there were, like we said earlier, there were a handful of people that were in it that had some notoriety oh, yeah. at the time. Yes. But it would have been cool to see if it went on, how many more bigger names might've gone, Hey, I want to be on apes. You know, oh I, yeah. I want to play yeah. a, a chimp, you know, I want to play a, a chimp or yeah, that would have been, it would have been interesting to see who, who else they could have gotten had it been successful. Yeah. Uh, and the ratings been higher. Who would have won it? I mean, you know, Shatner would have done it. Of course he would. <laughs> McGavin on there. Oh, McGavin. Uh, yeah. Hell, you know, Burt Reynolds might have showed up. Hey, Simon Oakland would have done it. Oh, surprise he didn't. That's right. He would have made a good gorilla. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he would have made yeah. it. Man, he could have made an Urko. Yeah. <laughs> so, that would have oh, been awesome. Oh, by the way. Yeah. Just so you know. Yes, sir. Apes to Kevin Bacon. <laughs> James Whitmore is in the first apes. Uh-huh. He's in Shawshank Redemption with Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins is in Mystic River with Kevin <laughs> So there you go. So we did, instead of playing the role revolves around playing the apes, we connected just, apes know, back to Kevin Bacon. I had to throw it out there just there in case go. anyone was wondering. <laughs> I do want to go on record stating though that we came up with the Planet of the Apes game. That's right. Before the, the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon game. Well, that's about, right. So. <laughs> awesome. 
Well, yeah, I think that's about all I've got. Because again, you know, we could keep on just well, gushing about how much we love all things apes. Um, yeah, and you know, the the problem we're talking about the TV show, but it's kind of hard to talk about the TV show only yeah. unless you dissect each episode. And you know, so it, we kind of touched upon use that as the centerpiece and and touch upon yeah, all, well, how, all things apes. Yeah. How it relates back to the other stuff like the movies and the merchandising and how it's all intertwined. Exactly. Because it is, you know. But do yourself a favor. If you haven't seen it, go out and watch an episode or two. Easily available to get a hold of. So you have no excuse. Yes. <laughs> definitely, definitely. All right. Well, that's about all I got for this one. Anything else you want to throw in there? Uh, nope. I think that was it. All I right. I think we're good. I think so. I think so. This has been fun. We'll have to do another yes, one soon. Yes, always. Always fun to talk about apes. Of course. All right. Well. That's about it. Till next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good night. Bye-bye.